0: Hey, welcome to the Urban Crofters podcast. We're a church family based in Roth Cardiff, seeking to connect, create and transform the community around us. Kingdom style. We hope you enjoy. Welcome, Urban Crofters, to this uh, session as we consider the first section of chapter three of Ephesians. As we do so, let's pray together. Lord we thank you for your the richness of your word and we thank you that the same spirit who inspired the writing of these words originally is with us today to illuminate their meaning and their implication for us so we pray lord for the help of your spirit in engaging with your word in jesus name amen so let me read the uh, the text first of all from the new international version for this reason i paul the prisoner of christ jesus for the sake of you gentiles surely you have heard about the administration of god's grace that was given to me for you that is the mystery made known to me by revelation as i have already written briefly in reading this then by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. Although I am less than the least of all the Lord's people, this grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God who created all things. His intent was that now through the church, The manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms, according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. In him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. I ask you, therefore, not to be discouraged because of my sufferings for you, which are your glory." This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, it's very helpful often to read passages in the message because Eugene Peterson brings out all sorts of interesting uh, insights in his translation, his paraphrase. So let's read the same in the in the message. This is why I, Paul, am in jail for Christ, having taken up the cause of you outsiders, so-called. I take it that you're familiar with the part I was given in God's plan for including everybody. I got the inside story on this from God himself, as I just wrote you in brief. As you read over what I have written to you, you'll be able to see for yourselves into the mystery of Christ. None of our ancestors understood this. Only in our time has it been made clear by God's spirit through his holy apostles and prophets of this new order. The mystery is that people who have never heard of God and those who have heard of him all their lives, what I've been calling outsiders and insiders, stand on the same ground before God. They get the same offer, the same help, same promises in Christ Jesus. The message is accessible and welcoming to everyone across the board. This is my life work, helping people understand and respond to this message. It came as a sheer gift to me, a real surprise, God handling all the details. When it came to presenting the message to people who had no background in God's way, I was the least qualified of any of the available Christians. God saw to it that I was equipped, but you can be sure that I had nothing to do with my, it had nothing to do with my natural abilities. And so here I am preaching and writing about things that are way over my head the inexhaustible riches and generosity of Christ. My task is to bring out in the open and make plain what God who created all this in the first place has been doing in secret and behind the scenes all along. Through followers of Jesus like yourselves gathered in churches, this extraordinary plan of God has become known and talked about even among the angels. All this is proceeding along lines planned all along by God and then executed in Christ Jesus. When we trust in him, we're free to say whatever needs to be said, bold to go wherever we need to go. So don't let my present trouble on your behalf get you down. Be proud. This also is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So there's this glorious theme running through this passage of the sense of of a mystery being made known. When uh, (coughs) Jude and I um, used to go on, well, we still go on holiday with our kids, but when they were younger, um, we would often buy them a special uh, toy to play with during the holiday, during the rainy moments of the holiday when we couldn't get outside. And um, what we'd love to do would be to hide the new toy or the game that we bought for them for the holiday. And we would give them clues to find the hidden treasure, as it were. And it was really fun uh, providing clues for our three kids that were age appropriate. There was no point giving incredibly difficult clues to um, our kids so that they wouldn't be able to find the treasure. There's no fun for kids if they can't find the treasure. And um, it leads to the insight, doesn't it, in relation to God as well, that God, as a loving, heavenly uh, parent, has uh, also taken pleasure in hiding, uh, hiding treasure, not from us, but for us to find. And Paul writes in this passage how God's mystery, his hidden treasure, if you like, has been made known. So let's just read again that section. Surely you've heard about the administration of God's grace that was given to me for you. That is the mystery made known to me by revelation, as I have already written briefly. In reading this, then, you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to people in other generations, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to God's holy apostles and prophets. So Paul is writing here about a mystery which has been hidden, but is now being made clear. It's been revealed to the apostles, people like Paul, like Peter, like John, who wrote about this mystery through their letters in the New Testament. And so through reading and understanding these letters, we have access to this mystery. And I see here Paul describing four aspects of this mystery that and that has been made known by God's revelation. The revelation number one is that we have freedom and confidence to approach God through faith in Christ. Verse 12, in Christ and through faith in Christ we may approach God with freedom and confidence and so the glorious truth in this revelation is that we have direct access now to the presence of God the Father through our faith in Jesus the Son. We can therefore enjoy the closest possible intimacy with God. And that's demonstrated um, through the tearing of the temple curtain. As Jesus died on the cross on Good Friday, do you remember how the, tur- the curtain was torn in two from top to bottom? The, the curtain that, that barred the way for people so that they couldn't enter into the Holy of Holies. The tearing of the curtain, speaks about the access we now have all of us through faith in Jesus into the very presence of God and what a glorious truth that is for us to enjoy that we can take time to soak in God's presence and uh, there's so much wonderful soaking worship music available to us for example on YouTube you just need to type in soaking worship music and um, there are Uh, are hours and hours of soaking music for us just to enjoy sitting or lying in God's presence. It's really important for us to enjoy the privileges that Jesus has won for us through his costly death on the cross. How wonderful to be able to savour, to cherish these awesome privileges that he's won for us. So confidence to approach God through faith in Christ. A second revelation is that God is creating a new united family in Christ. Verse six, this mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and share us together in the promise in Christ Jesus. And so it's a very important truth that Paul is writing about here in terms of the Gentile people, in other words, people who are not Jewish, being grafted in to the true vine, which uh, is the, um, the race of uh, the Jews. Very important truth. Um, but I think we want to broaden out that perspective in the 21st century to the sense now of um, thinking about insiders in the church and outsiders who are being welcomed in. Let's read again what Eugene Peterson says in the message about this. The mysteries is that people who have never heard of God and those who have, who have heard of God all their lives What I've been calling outsiders and insiders stand on the same ground before God. They get the same offer, the same help, same promises in Christ Jesus. The message is accessible and welcoming to everyone across the board. So we might call this um, dynamic equivalence in a way, that what was so clear and important in the first century, as Paul was writing this letter to the church in Ephesus about how um, Gentile people were invited into the new covenant to, to enjoy that alongside the Jews who would put their faith in Jesus. For us in the 21st century, I think this perspective that Eugene Peterson brings is really important in the sense of welcoming outsiders into the church. People who've never known much about God to join alongside those who've known God all their lives. Um, and So it's a call to to recognize the importance of our mission to those outside the family of faith, welcoming them in to become part of God's family, being adopted through faith in Jesus. So it's a call, um, again, to the priority of bringing invitations to people outside the church to come and enjoy the same wonderful, awesome privileges that we enjoy through faith in Jesus. Uh, Drawing close to God. As we've just seen, listening to God's heart, that first revelation we've just thought about, the the access we have into God's presence to draw close to listen to his beating heart, his heart of compassion for all people. And it's true, isn't it? As we draw close to God in worship, as we listen to his heart of compassion, then that fuels our mission. Intimate worship always inspires and energizes and motivates us in gospel mission. Here's a third revelation that Paul speaks about here. The fact that the church is a channel of revelation making known the manifold wisdom of God. This is what we read verses 10 to 11. God's intent was that now through the church the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. so um let's read it in the message through followers of jesus like yourselves gathered in churches this extraordinary plan of god is becoming known and and talked about even among the angels so that we have this wonderful truth here that that god is using his church to bring about revelation uh to people and to angels We saw that in chapter 1, verses 22 and 23 of chapter 1. And God placed all things under Jesus' feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. So do we see the glorious purpose, the strategic purpose of God's worldwide church? in bringing revelation to people and to angels. The local church is the hope of the world. It's a really important truth and principle that we need to remember. And so um, we would want that to be true of the global church. We'd want that to be true of local churches as well. And um, I love the fact that um, Urban Crofters uh, can be known for sure as you see and those two letters U C, see also uh, reminding us that urban crofters can be a place where you see the world differently because the presence of Jesus is amongst us and so it's a great prayer for us that the presence of Jesus would be so powerfully present in our building that as people come into this space, they find a different perspective. They, they find that they can see clearly, they can see a new perspective about life, about community, about transformation of this world. And so we have a job to do as urban crofters of partnering with God in revealing God's wisdom to a confused and broken world. And oh my goodness, how much confusion do we see in the world today about identity, about relationships, about calling, such confusion. And we must pray and partner with God in bringing about clarity in people's sense of identity and self-worth and meaning and significance and purpose and direction in life through faith in Jesus. A last revelation that Paul brings here, the boundless riches of Jesus are available to us. Verse eight, this grace was given to me, Paul writes, to preach to the Gentiles, the outsiders, the boundless riches of Christ. Eugene Peterson translates it, the inexhaustible riches and generosity of Christ. Other translations use the adjective unending, incalculable, immeasurable, unlimited, unimaginable, unimaginable. The glorious adjectives that that, uh, translators have used to express the sense of the boundless riches of Jesus. The combined implication is that we have access to the all encompassing supremacy of Jesus. We are limited, but Jesus is not. We are finite in our capabilities. Jesus is infinite in his. And so we need to to come to a place of clarity about the riches of Jesus. So that through that clarity, We may be more passionate in our worship. We may be more courageous in our mission. And so I hope we have clarity about um, certain key aspects of the boundless riches of Christ. Here are three that I find so helpful. First of all, the offer of personal redemption for humankind through personal faith in Jesus. That's about transformation of our past. Then the present transformation of this world through the power of God's coming kingdom, the revolution of God's kingdom, transforming the broken, dark kingdom of this world. That's about the present. And then the future perspective of eternal life on the new earth that God is going to make when Jesus returns again. So past redemption, present transformation, future hope of eternal life. We need to be clear about at least these three aspects of the boundless riches of Christ that are given to us. And, um, and then being able to enjoy the lavish grace of God in Christ every day. Living with this redemption perspective and seeking to savour, to cherish, to enjoy the awesome privileges that God brings to us in Christ. So that we can be empowered to look ahead with the enlightened eyes of faith God wants to bring to us as we trust in his good purposes so here are four aspects that God that um, that Paul brings about God's eternal mystery being revealed to him and through him to us through his writings firstly freedom and confidence to approach God through Jesus Secondly, a passionate commitment to mission as we partner with God and seeing a new family of faith grow in breadth and depth and height and length. Each of those dimensions, I believe, is really important. Growing in breadth as we see more people find faith in Jesus, growing in depth as we grow in maturity in Christ, growing in height in expressing our worship uh, more creatively. And passionately growing in length as we learn to be people of resilience and perseverance who who will stand through difficulty and challenge and keep going keep enduring as Jesus did and then thirdly courageous perseverance as God's empowered and holy spirit resource church to make known God's manifold wisdom to fully recognize the implications of the purpose of God's church to reveal to this world, God's wisdom, his purposes of redemption for this world, and then living in the light of the boundless, inexhaustible riches of Jesus every day, inspiring our worship and our mission. So here are a few questions that we might want to reflect on in preparation for discussion together. Firstly, When have you seen shameless audacity in someone approaching a person of great influence? Secondly, how can we make sure that we are continuously receptive and welcoming to outsiders joining the family of urban crofters? Thirdly, what examples of the manifold wisdom of God bringing essential transformation to the world inspire your prayers at present? And lastly, what forces diminish the clarity of our focused vision of the boundless riches of Christ? How can we maintain the clarity of this vision of Christ's endless riches? Let's pray together. Lord, we just are amazed in this passage as we read what Paul writes here, that your redemptive purposes have been hidden to a large extent through so much of human history, but now for the last two thousand years, you've made it plain, you've made it clear through the writings of the of the apostles, and particularly through the writings of Paul. And uh, we thank you so much for this letter and all that Paul was inspired to write to make known your wisdom, and your saving redemptive purposes so as we reflect upon them as we pray through them lord we want to pray that you'll make us people who are passionate in our worship and our thanksgiving for these truths and these realities and we are energetic and courageous in our mission in wanting to make these truths make them known to others enjoyed by others um, cherished by others too that outsiders can come and join us in the family of faith inspire us in all of this we pray in jesus name we ask it amen thanks for listening to the urban crofters podcast to connect with more of who we are and what we do visit our website at urbancrofters.co.uk or follow us on socials at urban underscore crofters.